is in the know for Thursday, September 9, the 252nd day of 2021. There are 113 days left in the year. Good morning, MV, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch on YouTube Live. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we're going to update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Day number two of the special legislative session in Frankfurt will tell you about that. What might have happened that could impact you. And we will also uh, have a quick conversation with Grayson County Sheriff Norman Chaffins about an event his uh, office is hosting this weekend. We'll tell you about that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I saw a story this morning that I think will touch you. It's um, it's about helping your fellow man. It's also a little bit nerdy, which okay. you, you kind of like. I'm a, a fan of four, nerds. Yeah. 14-year-old New Jersey boy used his 3D printer to create a prosthetic hand for his friend. Oh, wow. So uh, his name is uh, Sammy Silvano. He's 14, and he spent most of the summer designing and uh, and 3D printing a prosthetic for his friend Ewan. And because his family didn't have the between three and th- uh, $3,000 and $30,000 for a normal prosthetic hand, he just printed him one with his th- uh, 3D printer and then gave it to him. And he said now he can think, pick up things like his mom's car keys and things like that. Isn't I that love neat? it. I have cold chills. Yeah, I knew you would... Uh, I knew you would like that. See, it's help your fellow man, learn how to 3D That's print. Awesome. It's a win-win for everyone. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Tampa. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. T- hey. t- took me a second there. Yeah. So the NFL season kicks off tonight in Tampa. Uh, the Cowboys. I, I didn't know if the Cougar game had been moved there tomorrow night or something like that, and I missed the memo. Tampa's also where the Yankees play spring training, in case you're interested in that. Uh, so, um, the America's team will play at the defending world champions tonight, kick off the NFL season. So, uh, Jerry Jones versus Tom Brady. Who you got? Who, do, who am I picking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. the Buccaneers. The, yeah. yeah, no, the Bucks will B- win. Buccaneers think they're going to go 17-0. and Yeah, you know, I'm not, not sure I'm going all in on that because, well, I mean, they already lost to the Bengals in the preseason. Yeah, so. well, yeah, I, I doubt they were yeah. full-forced at that point. Well, Tom Brady went one of four. Yeah. I got it. Uh, this will be the year. This will be the year he just probably is no good. He's clearly, they'll take that GOAT just, title back from him and everything. Just get your Cincinnati chili ready for February. Here's what I do know is it's going to be a beautiful day here between the Twin Lakes today. It's going to be another round of beautiful weather today. Uh, rain chances, you're going to have to wait a while. If you're looking forward to rain, you have to look all the way to Tuesday before you see even a 20% chance of rain. And even next week, best chance in the 10-day forecast is on Wednesday of next week, and that's only a 30% chance as of now. So we're going to get into this more mild uh, pattern over the next few days and then get a little warmer the first couple of days of next week. But still... Those low temperatures in the evening are going to get below 70. So, you know, the de- there are days in September, uh, late August and in September, when you just notice a difference that it takes longer for it to get warmer during the day, and then it peaks, and then it kind of cools back off pretty quick. And so we're getting into one of those um, as we approach middle of September. It, it, we might touch 90 in the afternoon, but it won't be 90 at 10 a.m., which is what you often get in July and early August. Mostly sunny, no chance of rain today, a high of 80. Clear, 58 tonight, mostly sunny, 83 for tomorrow. And then if you're watching, you can see further into your future from there. Tomorrow is perfect football weather. I oh, mean, yeah. it, it could be maybe a little cooler if you're talking for true football weather, but yeah, yeah I don't know that it could get much better than mid-70s at kickoff. Uh, yesterday, um, uh, kind of while we were on the show, um, I didn't see any of the video of it until later, but 
in uh, in Virginia in what Charlottesville? No, Richmond is where the uh, the last statue I think that they know of of Robert E. Lee was removed in Richmond yesterday, and a crowd erupted in cheers as they uh, took it down. And I, I don't want to rehash everywhere our nation has been over the last few years on the removal of these statues. The the thing that did puzzle me the most about the um, removal of this statue is that, like some of the others, they have stored them in an off-site location to figure out whether what, what they're going to donate them to a museum or whether they want to be purchased privately or what. They cut this one into pieces, and I, I that struck me as a little bit odd because some of the others they've tried to at least was it too big preserved? Yeah, it makes me wonder if I it mean, was. I'm not, it, I'm not an engineer by any means, so I would have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it. What it was just weird. It, that, that seemed even more. I, I don't final or saying well, it's not going to be here and it's not going to be anywhere. And I presume that makes it where they can't reassemble it. But I, I don't know. Super glue, maybe. I. It just. It was odd for me to see them say that they they removed it and cut it into pieces. It seemed like well then okay I guess. It's not going to be on display uh, anywhere. So, I mean, I don't, that's okay with me. It just seems like, it seems awfully drastic. Does that make sense? You know, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm no strong opinion on, I don't know. Governor Bashir said yesterday 4,468 new COVID-19 cases were diagnosed over the previous 24 hours. Officials reported 30 new deaths, giving Kentucky 90 coronavirus-related deaths since Saturday. Don't think about it. Just since Saturday, you get approaching uh, nearly 100 Kentuckians that we've lost in such a short period of time. The 1,220 of the new cases are children 18 and uh, younger, so that's about 27.3. But the thing that stood out to me most on yesterday's report was the positivity rate was the highest ever at 14.16%. We'd never been higher than 13% until yesterday. Hospitalizations. As of yesterday, 2424, so just over 2,400 people hospitalized. That's up 71 from the day before, 674 in ICU. That number's higher. Remember, it was just last week we were talking about an ICU number in the 400s. And then officials say 431 people are on ventilator, which is down two from the day before, but still a very high number. Governor said yesterday they're having to send ventilators in places that they don't normally um, that they aren't normally having to send them, like larger hospitals and more more regional hospitals are also being impacted. But, yeah, 14% positivity rate for the first time. I remember when we got down to two or close to two. I think it got down under one. I think got down got, under one, got one under po- two. Uh, 1.8 or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And so that was just like early June. Seems big. Uh, there are, I think I saw on that map now, three counties that are not in the red. So yesterday it was only Clinton County that was not in the red, and now we're – uh, we've got uh, Morgan County and Carlisle County, which fall back under. Grayson County's positivity rate, uh, incidence rate, excuse me, the inf- incidence rate is a little bit better than it was a couple of days ago, but the numbers are still uh, eye-opening. 519 active COVID cases in Grayson County right now, 28 Grayson Countyans are hospitalized, according to the report yesterday. There have now been 61 verified COVID-related deaths in Grayson County, but 11 more are awaiting uh, confirmation by state health officials, so we may see a higher number. We were in the one, were we up around 180 or something day before yesterday? Yeah, I think so. I think that sounds right. So the incidence rate now is at 126, but that's still uh, quintuple what it needs to Mm be uh, of what we would uh, like to be ideally, but the number's still high in in western Kentucky, Metcalf County at 168, Graves County 141, Barron at 138, et cetera. So the, um, yeah, there you go. I not good. I, no, it's not. I, you know, I really have to, I really want to see the numbers a week from today. You know, I think that's going to start to, where will we be a week from today after we get beyond the Labor Day weekend, when we know that, okay, Labor Day weekend caused X. Maybe it was good. Maybe it was medium. Maybe it was bad. Don't know yet. But once we can get that into the cycle, then we'll kind of understand. Uh, and I had someone ask me yesterday morning, you know, sort of about 
cases and, and how it's impacting communities. And I said, you know, with the numbers that we're seeing locally, it almost seems as if it's going to run its way through the unvaccinated population, which is going to give them antibodies. And that's you, at the rate in which small communities are experiencing this with more people every day testing positive. It just seems like it's one of those things where whether it's a bug that sometimes runs its course in communities or gets handed off person to person yeah, or colds or flus or whatever. This one's still killing people, though. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's – and especially in small count, small communities. And, I mean, we right. touched on it, the hospitalization. That's the biggest fear. The percentage of people who are still opting not to get the vaccination – then the percentage of positivity in that you're seeing more and more all the time. I mean, currently you've got 519 people in Grayson County who have tested positive. Or no, there are 519 active cases. And you got to think that those are all pretty active. much over the last two weeks, yeah. probably. Yeah. So active, active cases. And so if that number stays, so if the number tomorrow stays at – uh, 520, let's just say, and then a week from now, it's still in the 500s. You've got people that are becoming then inactive, but you've got new people coming, becoming active all the time. I'm just telling you is that if you've got, say, Grayson County is, let's just for the sake of argument, is 25,000 people. Nice round number. And you say half of them, let's just say for the sake of argument, half of them are vaccinated. So 12,500. So you got 12,500 out of that demographic. You can say 50% of them can't be vaccinated because they're 12 and under. And so then you've got a much smaller number that you can say that the positivity runs through those folks and they get natural antibodies for having had the virus. Will 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 it be a combination of that and people choosing to be vaccinated? I don't know what the magic formula is, but something's got to give, it would appear. But I'm no epidemiologist. But I can do simple math, clearly. I, just, I mean, let, let's I just half 25,000 and half of 25,000 uh, is 12,500. Look at me go. I mean, you say you're not an epidemiologist, but that hasn't stopped people before. Just, that's, just, that's go, just go to the good old interwebs. I, well, I try to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, there's... <laughs> I try to show restraint when I feel like it's necessary. A House bill that would ban a mask mandate in schools failed in the House Education Committee by one vote early yesterday but came back to life on a reconsideration vote later in the day during the second day of a special session of the General Assembly. There were only 11 committee members in favor during the original roll call vote, one short of the necessary 12 in the 12 in the 22-member committee. The ayes rose to 16, though, in the reconsideration vote. So, again, this is in committee. And Kim Banta from uh, Fort Mitchell, uh, Representative one of the bill's co-sponsors co said the discussion that led to the final vote, quote, looked like, looked kind of like a dysfunctional Thanksgiving meal. All right. You've ever been a part of or witnessed mm -hmm. a very demonstrative <laughs> debate at a Thanksgiving meal. And, uh, Banta explained to reporters after the vote, after the second vote, what changed, said, we came together as a caucus and we started talking about some of the problems people had with the bill. We agreed that we may have to work on it in the future, but we were worried about killing it completely because of all the good things that schools were going to lose. So some of what House Bill 1 talks about is some of this, uh, it's, it's got a directive to be able to do the test and stay program. We talked about last week where just because you get uh, contact traced doesn't mean you automatically get quarantined. You continue to be tested so you can stay in place rather than just put you in the proverbial timeout. Also gives the green light to retired teachers or recently retired teachers don't have to jump through big hoops to help fill the staffing void in schools until I think at least January the 15th, retired teachers can immediately yeah. go back and help schools. Because right now they have to wait 90 days. Yeah, that's right. And so it gives them more options on, on that. It gives school boards and 
and uh, superintendents the ability to micro NTI, so one particular class, one particular school, one particular, you know, only elementary schools, only high schools. It gives them what we call that surgical precision to be able to decide what was best to keep as many people in the classroom as possible. It also says that all certified uh, staff has to be in the school building on NTI days because, you know, there was a lot of they were able to stay home on days that students were staying home, and some of them, I think, probably found that it was extremely hard to do that. So there's more to it than just who's going to decide about the masks and the and the power and cover that it gives to school boards. So uh, I think that will make its way out into the uh, out into the full house uh, sometime today. And this is my issue with with politics: is it's like let's take each one of those and make them their own separate issue and pass them really quick because some of those, I mean, should be passed immediately and should already be moving forward. Yeah. Instead of looping them all together into one thing, which everyone is not going to agree on, let's pass the things that people are going to agree on, like you know the NTI days, like letting these retired teachers come back, and then get into that specific issue of the masking where, listen, that they're never going to be unanimous on that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter which side that they end up voting when it comes to it. But I think that's why we need to s- stop making things so partisan and just go ahead and pass the things that actually are going to help. To your point. It even within the caucus, yeah. you know, I said you can't get four people to agree trying trying to get 100 people to agree or even in a supermajority. The caucus has a lot of disagreements within itself of trying to decide, well, we're we going to do this. or We're going to do that. And then they and I think that's kind of what the governor rallied. said when he was a little hesitant on bringing people in, as he says, is it just going to be a waste of time and it's going to turn into, like you had mentioned, fighting amongst the own parties, fighting amongst this parties, and then we're going to fight against one another and nothing gets done. Hey, last week we told you when this special session was looming, one of the things that the governor was asking for the legislature's help on is the ability to stay competitive in industrial recruitment. And Governor Bashir had reported there are at least four, maybe five projects that exceed the $2 billion limit that the state has incentives that it can offer to companies that want to uh, relocate to Kentucky. And I said, I'm for whatever keeps us on competitive you know, footing with our neighboring states or even other states that might be under consideration. Uh, Damon Thayer is in a report today saying there are some states that have blank check, you know, they, they have carte blanche um, provisions that just say whatever it takes to get this industry to come to um, a particular location. Now, I, I, I think there becomes a point where it, it's not cost effective, if you will. If you're giving up way more than you're ever going to get in return, you got to find that balance. But one of those projects, and this moved through the legislature yesterday, they were going to take, I think, $410 million, and they were going to spend it in Hardin County on that 20-acre uh, mega site that is in Glendale that they've been trying to secure a tenant for for 20 years. If you go back 20 years ago, Kentucky almost got a Hyundai plant that ended up in Alabama. And you've seen what Hyundai has done in the last 20 years domestically. So gives you kind of an idea what of what might could have been. You know, we're obviously proud of Toyota and the Camrys and the Ford Explorers and the F-150s. Corvette. Corvettes. But imagine what one more facility in that spot would have done to the region. And then, but the people of Glendale applied enough pressure and like, no, we don't, we don't want that. We don't, we don't want our community disrupted. And then more like 10 years ago, they tried to put, they wanted to put a, a company there that makes batteries for cars and then that that didn't happen. And so now, finally, they feel like they're all being very tight-lipped. But if you kind of read the tea leaves of what Jim Duplessis, who represents that area, is saying, there is someone on the hook for that site. And they are, they are forecasting thousands of jobs for that particular site that sits right on I-65. And then there will become an entire industry. There will be multiple industries, but they will be operating in orbit 
of that facility. So you'll see impacts in Grayson County. You'll see impacts in Hart County. You'll see that I-65 corridor, if they can secure someone for that 20-acre site. I, I saw yesterday that they are planning to build of that $410 million. They're going to spend $25 million to build a training facility on the site that will be run by KCTCS and more specifically ECTC. Because when I saw, all right, they're going to put some big like some big operation on this site where's the labor coming from we've already got every hr director in the county pulling their hair out trying to figure out how to get yes. people in the door to go to work how are we going to supply this and all of the barnacles that go swimming around this thing once it gets going so we're going to have to recruit people from outside kentucky to come here and um Trying and, I mean, to solve all of our problems. From what it, I was, I was really interesting reading. I think I was reading Joe Sonka from the Courier, and watching him when they were talking about it in committee, reading all of his reports on it. It was really interesting because it seems like I know that the thing that kept coming up was Brady. Brady, we don't want this to become uh, a Brady. Yeah, yeah, we don't Brady want this to industry. become Brady. But it yeah. sounds like that this is not going to be that. Well, and it sounds like um, it, it sounds it sounds like there's someone there, you mm-hmm. know. And they can't say too much. If they say too much, they'll you know they'll they'll ruin the deal. But um, maybe maybe something will happen in that site after such a long such a long time. Hey, I caught uh, I kind of like to do caught you being good reports sometimes. I noticed in some of the statewide news that Little Clifty Baptist Church is getting an attaboy for their mission work that they're doing. I was reading in Kentucky today. Uh, this morning that uh, their mission-minded Little Clifty Baptist Churches, they were already preparing to do an Eastern Kentucky missions trip because of some of the recent troubles there. But then Ida happened, and they have sponsored a church in Louisiana that they'll be doing a uh, another project for in the coming days. So anyway, I just wanted to say that's a good look. I like to see you know, people getting recognition and, and notoriety for doing good things, especially uh, broadly. Coach Cal Court at Clarion University. Uh, Sam, are you excited about Cal Court at Clarion University? Oh, man, there there is... He's, yeah, he's that's go- super exciting. He's going to get a statue at UMass this weekend, yeah. so that and that's exciting he, to you. He wins another title. He might get one in front <laughs> of uh, the coal lodge out there. He might get one next to Joe B. And the captain is finally, the captain is finally in the Hall of Fame. So uh, Derek Jeter gave. Uh, he was inducted into Cooperstown yesterday after a. 20 month wait or something like that. They did a delay last year, so there he is. I loved it. Happy for Larry Walker too. Yes, uh, it was a good. It was a good class all the way around. But Jeter's just so cool. I love the fact when he thanked the sports writers for voting for him. He well, out the one. All everybody but the one who didn't vote for. Him. He's an auto, He's a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer. Come on, get it together. Ken Griffey Jr. should have been too. Yeah, he probably should have. Absolutely. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Gonna have a quick conversation with Sheriff uh, Sheriff Chaffins by phone, and we got plenty more of the weekend funny tweets is ahead here on In the Know. Today is Sudoku Day. My grandma likes this. She does. I, I've not played a lot of Sudoku. I've I, I, I heard it's very addicting. Like once you, I tried and it drives me. It my brain just doesn't doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend who loves it, but I can't do it. I'm not good at math. I have a new chess tutorial that I've been playing with a little bit this week, just trying to uh, just kind of sharpen my chess skills, thinking I might need to be available to teach some young lady how to how to play now, chess. You play wiz- wizard chess, like um, in Harry Potter? Not yet. I'm thinking about doing the chessboard like on the Big Bang Theory, where they have the multi-layer, tears. they have the tiers and the whole. <laughs> Let's just a, start with classic. Okay. okay. Well, right. well, that's what I'm doing. I'm, cla- I'm starting with classic <laughs> right now, but you got to have some ambition. Set some set some goals in life, but uh, it's also Teddy Bear Day today, and it's Wonderful Weirdos Day. Oh well, we're winning. I guess if you I was yeah. say, I guess that's. <laughs> don't you have to kind of be that to be in the to be in the radio business? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you if you self-identify as being a weirdo, then today is your day. I'm I'm not going to tell you you are or you aren't. I think being weird is something you either know or you know <laughs> accept accept and just embrace it or. Or you, or you don't. Uh, uh, 
Sheriff Chaffins may stop by in a minute, so I hate to give you all the information, um, but uh, he may be busy sheriffing. But we were going to give him a, a, a quick conversation this morning. The the event or the entity that you have commonly known as Shop with a Cop, as we told you a few weeks ago, is kind of going through a reinvention into a program called Behind the Badge. And Behind the Badge Project is still an extension of the Grayson County Sheriff's Office. But rather than focusing on something like uh, the Christmas season specifically, it's done more to better uh, to, to spread benevolence and, and projects that need help get help throughout the calendar year. And so if you were with us a few weeks ago, you kind of know uh, the sheriff's take on that. But the immediacy that you need to know about is the 5K Light the Night Glow Run to benefit the Behind the Badge Project is going to be Saturday at James D. Bevel City Park. And as you might um, have guessed, since it's a glow run, it's in the evening hours. But a food truck rally begins at 630 Race begins at sundown, which uh, I think this time of year is about 725 or so. And there's going to be a salute to first responders with fire trucks and cruisers lighting the race route, music and lights along the course, dance party, food trucks, post-race, glow theme, glow bands, uh, free donut and race metal, glow-in-the-dark metal, by the way, for finishing. And uh, it's $30 for adults and $5 for kids. And all the proceeds are going to the Behind the Badge project. So it's the 5K Light the Night Glow Run. And here's how you register. Just go to ckracemanagement.com, ckracemanagement.com. Our good good friend Greg Milby is uh, organizing that. And uh, Central Kentucky Race Management is part of uh, his uh, activities. And so ckracemanagement.com, $30 for adults, $5 for kids. Should be a great evening on a very special day. I love this. You know, 20th anniversary. Yeah. yeah, and these these glow runs are really popular. I know, and I I've, I've never actually participated in one, but I've had friends who do it, and they say it's it's a lot of fun. So are food trucks, right? <laughs> that was the thing that got me. <laughs> food trucks, okay. Well, we got some good food trucks around the area too. Someone say food truck. <laughs> the weekend funny tweets. Are you all ready for the weekend funny tweets? First Absolutely. up, the weekend funny tweets from parents. Okay. Uh, Jesse says, my kid's superpower is using 24 different cups in a day to drink three cups of water. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, mommy meme, mommy meme Jean says, at this point in my life, all of my clothes come from places that also sell groceries and tires. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can understand yeah. that. Uh, Henpecked House says, I appreciate the thought, kindergarten, but my son doesn't need three days off for Labor Day. He's actually unemployed and lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, At Daddy Gofish says, what did parents do before smartphones? Like push the swing with both hands or something? (laughs) (laughs) I can see that move on the playground and pushing the kid. Got to run underneath of it, too. Glued to your phone. Amelia Elizalde says, these are from, from women. Uh, Eliza Elizalde says, I like I like how before you see a movie, they have to show a little PSA begging everyone to act normal. <laughs> Cut out the chit-chat, put your phone on mm-hmm. silent. Not only put it on silent, <clears> but <throat> don't, up be, the trash. don't be lighting it up, disturbing everyone else in the theater when you look at your screen. Uh-oh. Is that is that a shot? Here? Or strobe lights going <laughs> off and lighting up the area around you? It was you. a shot at me. Okay. Just, okay. just now, so you know. I was going to say, now I, I kind of definitely know that it was a shot because of the strobe lights. <laughs> strobe lights. <laughs> right? Goodness. Well, especially, it kind of throws me off sometimes because I see it here. Especially at 5.45 a.m. Every morning. What is it, dance party? 5.45. Is there a dance party going on that I missed the invitation to? We can't figure to? out why it keeps going off. Yes. Her phone it goes off every day at five forty-five. And it says delete trash bags. And there's no there's no record of it anywhere. We can't I've, find it. I've read online. I've We've tried to come everything. up with hacks. I've deleted the app that is the clock and the alarm. And I don't know. Every morning, five forty-five. It's cursed. And uh, K. Rob says, "I like uh, no. My goal was to have ten thousand dollars saved by the end of twenty twenty-one, and I'm already at eight dollars and thirty-two cents." <laughs> Almost <laughs> off to a uh, off to blistering a really good start. start. Yep, uh, the microwave oven 
is one of the slowest inventions ever created by man. Remember, 40 years ago, the microwave oven was super fast. And now I find, watching the microwave, this is the longest four minutes of my life. Please hurry up. I also find the Keurig to be slow. Come on, Keurig. I would be better off as a human if I would find projects to do during that define. So if this meal goes in the microwave oven for four minutes, I need to find something that also lasts about four minutes and just dedicate myself to doing that. I call that sitting down on the couch and waiting four minutes. I don't know, though. Have you came up with ideas? Well, uh, sure. I came up with a few and then quickly uh, went beyond. So push-ups, no. Uh, <laughs> jumping jacks, no. Running in place, no. I couldn't lock, couldn't couldn't zero in on that one. You could. I mean, our hallway's long enough. You could just run up and down the hallway. That's true. I was thinking more at home. Yeah, it's it's a problem at home as well. So maybe I need something that I can do. Maybe Sudoku. Maybe I should play Sudoku for four minutes. Well, there's an app for that. But I did learn today that we might have been microwaving all wrong. When I was a kid, our first microwave did not have a turntable in it. I don't think I, I don't think mine did. My okay. first one. I all don't right. think. So I know that to be a fact. But the last few microwaves that I've, I've never, had. I'm not sure I've ever seen a microwave without a turntable. You're right. too young. So that's, <laughs> that, that would be an, an indication. So if you have, you know, you get that food, whether it's pizza rolls or whatever it might be. Oh, oh yeah. Pizza rolls. That are. <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> as hot as the surface of the sun oh, on one oh, part. What makes it good. And frozen on the uh-huh. other part. Oh yeah. You you want you want part of your food oh, to still be frozen when that, it comes out of the microwave? Cuz you got to like shake it a little bit and then it warms it up on the all, all throughout. All right. So according to t- to TikTok, which I don't TikTok, but I have someone who curates TikTok for me. It's called Show Prep. And the Show Prep gave a indication of a life hack for a microwave oven that we're doing it wrong because we're putting whatever we're putting in the microwave in the center and it's just sitting there and spinning in the center when it needs to be moved out on the turntable to the edges so it goes all the way around to where it cooks evenly. Well, and that's why with pizza rolls, you're supposed to put them in a circle. You don't, like, clump them all together, right? I'm a clumper. I clump them all together. How do you do yours, uh, Sam? I'm not sure that I've ever really processed that that much. I think I just throw them on the plate, or I usually will put them in the oven if, if I have enough time. Okay. Or I've even heard... The air fryer is a good spot for them. I can see where the air fryer would help. But it, it, it made me think, well, yeah, I guess that's why the microwave sometimes doesn't do what it's supposed to do is because it sits there in the middle and just spins. It needs to be out there on the edge where it can go on a little journey. Well, see, I have my microwave's not very big at home. Like and riding the carousel. Two size plates, and one of my plates is too big, so it won't move. So it, it just it, the turntable will try to spin, and you'll just hear. Clunk. Yes. We have a plate that's well, too uh-huh. big as well. Uh, no. Well, all of our plates of that one size, because Knucklehead me bought square plates for a yep. uh, square plate. <laughs> yes, yep. square plate for a round <laughs> carousel. Because I got so two sizes. It'll turn about. It'll move about two inches, and yep. then get locked <clears throat> on the corners. Yep. Well, I, it for sure isn't going to cook evenly <laughs> that way. So. so I have to stop it every ten seconds and shift it like ninety degrees, and at that point, it's. I usually just get frustrated and grab a paper plate. That's what I was going to say. I'm going to buy you some paper That's lines. why they say oh, at I, two minutes, like oh, yeah. halfway through, turn something over uh-huh. or do something different. That does bear out the logic of putting something out on the edges of the turntable so that it goes around and cooks evenly rather than just sitting there in the middle, like trying to get a sunburn. <laughs> it just doesn't, yeah, it just, yeah. doesn't work. Oreo and Pokemon, two of Sam's favorite things. Have uh, the, the former, yes, gone together to create rare cookies. The past few years have been marked by food collaborations unlike we've ever seen. And for some, this year may be super exciting. In partnership with Pokemon, Oreo is releasing limited edition cookies, and you're going to have to wait if you want to catch them all, right? That's how mm-hmm. Pokemon mm-hmm. works. I got it. They're not just throwing them all out there at one time, so you'll have to collect them over an elongated period of time. Pop-Tarts has a new design for the Dia de Muertos holiday. Good. Close. No, not bad. I'm pretty good with Muertos. I think yeah, I butchered Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, this yeah, just got, says got Dia de Muertos. I, so I don't yeah, know I don't know, know where that... the los happened because I think it is de los Muertos. I, I don't know. I, 
You've I've, got connections. I've seen Coco. I know. <laughs> I have connections, but I've, I've I'm just Coco. enjoying this. <laughs> like uh, you too. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like a pretty nice design, actually, for yeah, Pop-Tarts. That, uh, if you... Chocolatey churro. I mean, I like churros. Mm-hmm. I love churros. Bring on the churros. Although they're not nearly as good unless they come from Disney World. So they got to be fresh. Notice they they got to be fresh. <laughs> Churros taste better at Disney World. I've always observed. And Panera Bread has added a grilled mac and cheese sandwich to their menu. Oh. Yeah, this. So the restaurant I worked at growing up, we had grilled mac and cheese, and we put it into a wrap, and it was delicious. In Nashville, back in the end of July, we did DoorDash from a grilled cheese restaurant. That all they did was grilled cheese. All just different kind of grilled cheese sandwiches. I think I might know the place. I think it was based originally came out in Cincinnati. Do you remember what it was called? You picked was it no. in the door. Tom and G? I'd have to look it up. No, I don't no. think that's what no, it was. No. Yeah, I'd have to look in the app. And then um, a couple of stories. Finally, this segment in uh, what I like to call only the headline will do. But again, proving to something Sam mentioned yesterday, people in Florida are cray cray. The uh, first, a Florida woman. Uh, see. All right. Naked woman drives golf cart through scene of armed standoff in Florida. Does anything else need to be said? No. Then that's why. Uh, what Again, about her eyelashes? Naked said, woman drives golf cart good. through scene of armed standoff in Florida. It happened like at 1230 in the morning. And Florida woman made bomb threat at airport when she wasn't allowed to board. I'm telling you. You people that act a fool, you're going to get treated like a fool. That's, again, Florida woman made bomb threat at airport when she did, wasn't allowed to board. Did, did you need to say Florida? You could have just said woman, yeah, and we would have would have been able to. No, but the aircraft was already taxiing out. Uh-huh. And I'll they say had to turn, around. turn it around, come back, pull everybody off, and all that nonsense. I think they should throw away the key. When you do that nonsense, they should yeah, put I say you when in they jail. go down the runway, just push her throw, out and close away, the door, and you're good. Just throw a bomb in herself. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Middle Ages, Christmas trees were hung upside down. I did not know that. I feel like I have read that somewhere, but, no. but I don't know. You know what? An upside down Christmas tree is more the shape of the cross. That would make sense. Okay. So if you hang it upside down, the wide part is at the top, the narrow part is at the bottom, and it is more the shape of the of the Holy Cross. Okay. So, now, do you know has... One, Dennis Cook put up his tree yet? Uh, I had a story on fall trees mm-hmm. set aside that I was going to talk about today, but I deliberately did not want to be uh, an enabler Okay, uh, to plant the seeds of, uh, of fall trees. Well, I've got some connections. Maybe we'll ask and find out if, if said tree has been put up. Oh, yeah. We have, we it's do, past Labor Day. We do have a mold now, don't we? We do. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to have a mold. And that mole will tell. <laughs> that is what I've learned. <laughs> That's funny. The full season 30 cast of Dancing with the Stars has been revealed. And as I've been saying for a few years, we're going to have to use the word star loosely. It's Dancing with the more popular than the average person. I don't know if we can Did call Did you turn stars. down your offer? I have turned it down multiple times. Uh, country singer Jimmy Allen, Spice Girl Mel C., uh, Bling Empire cast member Christine Chu, Melora Harden, never heard of you. Olivia Jade Giannulli, never heard of you. The Bachelor star Matt James, never heard of you. The talk co-host Amanda Klutz, never heard of you, even though I've seen the talk a few times. Actor Martin Cove, never heard of you. Olympic medalist Suni Lee, heard of you. She's <laughs> think we got an early front front runner there. Yeah. Uh, professional wrestler and reality star Mike the Miz Mizanin. Mizanin. Oh, you're looking at the Mizanin, wrong guy there. I, I don't know. I'm not a... Real Housewives of Atlanta cast member Kenya Moore. Never heard of you. Never heard of the wrestler either. Cody Rigsby. Peloton instructor. 
Okay, so really? This is what I mean. Is he the guy that's in the commercials? Dancing with the Stars. I don't know. I I don't. I know this will come as a complete shock to you, but I don't spend much time on the Peloton. No. Brian Austin Green, I know you, but I don't know that you're any longer a star. Dude, should I know who that is? <laughs> 90210. Okay, so no. No, I've never seen that, you no. shouldn't. You're too young. And uh, professional basketball player Iman Schumpert. Okay, I know that name. Schumpert. So I think yeah, it's Schumpert. really, I mean, maybe dancing with the star, but it's, it's really like dancing with people. Right? Dancing with people who, again, may or more may than the, you know, is more popular, more famous than the average person walking around. That's how I how I do it. And then I did run across a list this morning. You know, I have always said that there's kind of a soundtrack soundtrack to my life. Like there's always a song reference, or there's always like a melody that's playing based upon anything that may be happening. And some of that comes from movies and my love of movies. And I ran across the top five songs. That have appeared in the most movies. Oh. Hmm. Oh, gosh. Would you have been able to guess this list? Absolutely not. Okay. I, would have, I would have never come up with this, with the top five. So, at number five, appearing in 13 films, including Iron Man 2, The Proposal, Sisters. How many? 13? 13. Okay, I mean. Yeah. But I would have never guessed that. Love this song. Wouldn't have, no one have thought it See, was I wouldn't have even the known top five. You wouldn't know what? Where to start. Oh, yeah. Like, as far as guessing. Now, there is one in the top five that I would have. Oh, yeah, of course. It takes two. Oh, you sound just like him. <laughs> just like him. Hey, I used to play that back in my DJ dancing days when I was DJing dances at school. R&B Productions. I mean, come on. At number four. See if we can move to number four. I lost my list. This is the one. Yeah. I always associate this with the opening scene of the movie Michael. Norman Greenbaum, starring John Travolta. Norman Greenbaum, this is also in 13 films. Suicide Squad, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Norman Green, Greenbaum, Spirit in the Sky, plus the movie Michael. Where John Travolta plays an angel. So he gets up in the morning, he walks into the kitchen, he has wings, but he's wearing boxer shorts, and he starts cracking eggs open on the skillet and making breakfast. So I've never seen that? Never seen no. that. I'm not sure I've ever, ever even heard of it before. All right, at number at number three, appearing in thirteen films, ten things I hate about you, love, what men want, etc. I think um, I wouldn't have ever picked this out to know that it was in a lot of music, but I know it because it. I mean, this song and I are contemporaries of sorts. Salt and Pepper, push it. What is it? I mean, is it, is it Marty Huggins? What, are you going to push it? You're going to push it real good? <laughs> right? It's in the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to push it? You're going to push it real good? It sounds like somebody I to, else I know. I need to rewatch that. I haven't seen that in a while. It's the best. I caught the hangover. I can't believe it. There's so many good one-liners in the hangover. But the first one, when... <laughs> When he walks in, when Alan walks into the room, they're getting ready to go for the first time, and he's got his hand on his hip, and he's got his grocery bag, his plastic bag on his wrist, and he says, y'all ready to let the dogs out? (laughs) No, I got to see, Talladega Nights is back on Netflix, and I got to watch that over the weekend. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Such a good movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, Earmuffs is the campaign, sorry. You're right. Uh, at number two, in 14 films, Happy Feet 2, Minions, Sing. Yeah, I, th- okay. I w- knew there had to be something Queen. Queen and David Bowie, mm-hmm. Under Pressure, which then also served as the underlying hook for Vanilla Ice's. Uh, yeah. I saw a video where they got rid of the instrumental under this and just had Freddie Mercury and David Bowie sing. Crazy. Just it just made you really appreciate how good each one of them is. At number one in fifteen films, including Tropic Thunder, Into the Wild, Grown Ups Two, The Festival, and more. MC Hammer, Hammer don't hurt him. You can't touch this. It's a lot of Dancing Queen by ABBA. That's got to be in a lot of movies too. Maybe it's just outside the top five. So Hammer don't hurt him, and you can't touch this. You gotta get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning. You're on in the know. You can't touch this. Yeah, that's how we love it. 
point to ponder for today. If you could live anywhere else in the world, where would you live and why? Oh, that's way too hard. If you could live anywhere else in the world, where would you live and why? I, you know, some people might want to say Florida, but then immediately mm. people would think bad mm-hmm. things about it. Like, oh, one yeah. of those crazy people who live in Florida. Uh, I don't want to run from hurricanes all the time. No. That would be part of my thing about, you know. But eventually in life, maybe you get to a point where you can live two different places. Or, well, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would definitely go with, like, the coast, but I'm not sure which coast I would pick. Yeah, I think I would like, I would like the opportunity to do something like, I, <clears throat> I guess, being you know, shooting for the moon, so to speak. I would like a coastal place or a, but I would, I would also like, and watching Yellowstone, I'd like to be able to spend some time in something mountainous like that, but just to visit. I don't want to live there permanently, but I also love the beauty of Kentucky. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I hate to, yeah, it's just. Yeah, I'm kind of out on the mountains. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's tough. I think that comes with age, by the way. I think the older you, like, you know, the first, the majority of my life has just been, you know, Caribbean, 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 and love the Caribbean, but then kind of realized, you know, well, there's more to it than I guess we'll see that all the time. Yeah, I guess we will. Do you have a place, Sam? You can't say Cincinnati. See, but that I would probably, honestly, like the Northern Kentucky area, if you would ask, because that's still, I mean, that'll always be home. I mean, you can never change home. Yeah. Just like Edmondson County, Grayson County is always home. Uh, I don't know, though. I'd have to. I'd have to really think. I don't know that I'd want to do Florida because it's really hot. It is and hot. humid. Yeah. And I'm not a fan. On television tonight on ABC, When Nature Calls with Helen Mirren. On CBS, it's the CBS Fall Preview. So they're going to uh, preview all the new series and the, the series returns for the fall season. And on TLC, Long Island Medium, in memory of 9-11. So even mediums are getting into the... 9-11 commemorative coverage. All right. Today's highlight in history, this day in 1850, California became the 31st state of the Union. In 1776, the Second Continental Congress made the term United States official, replacing United Colonies. Elvis Presley made the first of three appearances on The Ed Sullivan Show this, 19, uh, this day in 1956. Okay. Queen Elizabeth II became the longest reigning monarch in British history, this date in 2015. Joe Theismann is 72 today. Tom Wopat is 70. So he's Luke Duke. Yeah. Luke Duke is 70 today. Oh, dear. Hugh Grant is 61. Sandman is 55. Adam Sandler is double nickels today. Really? Yes. He's come a long way from remote control on MTV. You don't even know that show, Sam. No. The game show. Colin Quinn was the host. And uh, Adam Sandler played a... I'm feeling really old. <laughs> Eric Stone Street is 50 today. Plays Cam on Modern Family. And then also an identity thief. Yeah, Hilarious. great. Michael Buble is uh, 46 today. And contemporary Christian singer Lauren Daigle is 30 today. Did you see the video of him playing? He's a big Chiefs fan of him acting as Andy Reid, their coach, Michael, walking around practice. Michael Buble? No. Uh, Eric Stone Street. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, he is a big Chiefs fan, but no, yeah, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, he was walking around dressed as Andy Reid. Colonel Harlan Sanders was born this date in 1890. <laughs> see? Short leap to Adam Sandler movie, Waterboy, Colonel Sanders is the professor. Since Dennis is an honorary colonel like him, does he have to celebrate since he got both titles? Probably. I think I mean, that since means... Since Joey Snyder gifted him the Colonel Sanders colonel and... The Kentucky Colonel, does he have to celebrate both today? I think like everybody double? gets a bucket today, and it's on Dennis Cook. Oh. So. Otis Redding, born this date in 1941. Sitting on the dock of the bay. Yep. Wasting time. Let's go to, for chart toppers, let's try to go to 1961. He died really young, too, right? Colonel Sanders. No, Otis Redding. Otis Redding. Oh, yeah, super young. Yeah, he died in 67. He was born in 41. Yeah, I, I do. Michael wrote the boat ashore. Let's go to 19. <laughs> Why are you looking at me funny about Michael wrote the boat ashore? 
Who? I was waiting for. Okay, you're waiting for the 1960s song? Well, no. It's actually 1970s where we're going to Chicago, number one. Good song. We used to play this song in Pet Band. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did did this in Jazz Band. Yeah. It's very horny, this song. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Am I wrong? Waiting. We played a lot of good songs. That's what I miss. I miss Pet Band. Going to use this opportunity again. Devil went down to Georgia. Cougar Pet Band. We've got a couple of connections that come into the building now. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm boxing them in. I'm boxing in those bells. They'll give in You you bribed them yesterday. (laughs) What they didn't realize is that was a bribe. That's true. Uh, that was uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire After the Love is Gone, number one in 1979. Good year. And, uh, yeah, only nine years later was I playing this song in this studio. <laughs> <laughs> one of my, this song was actually number one when I started my career in radio. What year was that? 88. 88? Yep, September of 88. Matter of fact, it was uh, last week. Yeah. Well, happy late anniversary. Thank you. Missed that. I've totally. lost track. Wow. Because yeah. it was the it was the week of the fair. Okay. Bop 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 Yeah. Sometimes I forget that. Remember, when I shared with you when I got the big compliment from Dave Thompson on my first shift. I'm not sure. What did he tell you? I helped him hit the post of a song. He said, hey, good job. Because he talked right up to the song, oh, started yeah, the yeah. song at the right time, and he handed on. I was like, look at me go. I think I gave myself a high five. <laughs> 1997, Kenny Chesney was number one. You think I wouldn't give myself a high five? Is that why you you're would. laughing? <laughs> I think I injured myself doing it, too, best I recall. <laughs> Throw a shoulder out. Yep. 2006, Justin Timberlake, Sexy Back. And six years ago today, Omi number one with Cheerleader. All right. MB's proloism for today. There are two ways to slide easily through life. To believe everything or to doubt everything. Both save you from thinking. MB's proloism for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.